Welcome to Power of the Cross Radio Sermons with Pastor Farrell Wilson. Please consider giving a generous offering during this message from Pastor Wilson. Just click on the How You Can Help button. It is because of the generosity of people like you that we can bring these sermons free of charge to people around the globe. Now, here is a teaching from Pastor Wilson about the marks of a Christian. Now, as Paul bore these physical and some spiritual marks, you should also show marks that you're a Christian. So that comes into back again, the marks of a Christian that I said earlier were courage was the first one. And today we're going to look at loyalty as a Christian. So after you know Christ as your Savior and you begin this walk with Jesus Christ, you're going to begin to change. If you don't change, you've not, you're not saved. I'm not saying you're going to become a super Christian. I'm not telling you all things are going to fall away, all the old sins and the old ways. But day by day, week by week, month by month, year by year, you will continue to change and this process never stops. And you will begin to bear the marks of a Christian. You may not be completely loyal now to all things of God, so keep that in mind when I'm ministering to you that loyalty grows. Loyalty happens as you grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But you will have these marks as a Christian. The Holy Spirit will implant them in you, and they will begin to surface in your life from day one. And it's essential that you have loyalty. If you don't have loyalty to the kingdom of God, you're not going to get much done in the kingdom of God. Now, I want to give to you a few examples. The loyalty of Paul and Jesus. Two of the greatest examples of loyalty in the Bible. Now Paul, he exemplified loyalty. From the time we see Paul and he met Christ on the road to Damascus until his head was rolled off on the chopping block in Rome, Paul was loyal to Christ through all things that happened to him. He, we never saw Paul back up not one time from the time he experienced his salvation with Christ. And what we know about him, he never was unfaithful to Christ. He was completely loyal to the kingdom of God. What, at the place he was stoned to death and he come back up again, he went back to that very same place and began to preach again and was locked up in prison again. Paul was very loyal to the kingdom of God. He could have been a man of fame and fortune. You have to understand this about Paul. He was a Pharisee of the Pharisees. He was a Jew. He was well known. He was writing out the writs to have Christians killed. He was known in his community. He could have had everything. He said there in the Bible that there's times I have abounded. And there's times I've been abased. He was saying, I've had it all at times. Times I've had nothing. Paul knew what it was like to have fame and fortune. But he didn't choose those things. He chose rather to be loyal to the kingdom of God. How we need Christians today to stand up and be like Paul. To be loyal to the teachings of God. To be loyal to His kingdom. More than ever, I think we're going to have the potential to reach out to this world. I sense that a move of God is coming this coming year, not in years to come. In 2021, we are going to see people coming into churches that are preaching the truth we never thought would come in before. Why? Because they're not going to have much choice. Our country has changed forever. This world has changed forever. The ten kingdoms of the Antichrist are setting up as we speak. They are going to change the G7 
to the G10 in Europe. Bible students, the ten-nation kingdom of the Antichrist is just about to set up before your eyes. You are about to see Israel become the center stage of the world once again. They're fixing to start thrusting and rattling their sabers at her. We are setting up to see one of the greatest times of biblical events unfold before us. And we better be ready. We better be loyal. God is going to use those people that are loyal. Those that will not back up and those that are ready for what's coming. God is going to use those loyal people to gather this harvest in the last days. Pray for laborers in the field. Amen? He said laborers are few that go out in this field. Pray for them so they may go and gather the harvest because more than ever it is white and ready to be harvested. Jesus was another great example of loyalty. Hebrews 10 and 9 records Jesus saying, I come to do thy will, O God. And great temptations come upon Jesus Christ more than any man. And nothing could stop him, though, from going to the cross. He could have called down legions of angels. He never had to step foot on this earth if he chose not to. But God thought so much of us. He wanted to set that plan of action going forth that would save the human race. He thought of enough of us that he stayed loyal to the work of God. Listen to this. Here's what you should glean from this. Loyalty to God means loyalty to his mission for our lives. It is not an easy thing to accept the call of God. And every one of you have a call of God to some degree. Some great, some small, but there is a call of God to some degree in your life. It's not easy to get up on Sunday morning. I know you've had a hard week. It's not easy to get up sometimes on Sunday morning at 6 o'clock and get the kids ready and get everything in place and the car won't start or maybe the electricity's been out or so many things because this is broke, that's broke, nothing went right today. Sometimes it takes a little bit to get to church. Sometimes it takes a little bit to do the things of God. But I think we could all say that we've been blessed in this life. And we have to fulfill that mission that God has in our life. I can't tell you what your mission is. I can tell you some basic things. You're called to be part of a local church that preaches the truth. That's a qualifier that preaches the truth. You're called to pray for the laborers to go out in the field. You're uh, called to give to whatever degree God has blessed you. You're to uh, do your part in, in seeing the law saved. If nothing else in your family... Those are some basic things. And it may go beyond that. God may have you do other things. But to be loyal to God means that you let Him fulfill His mission for your life. Jesus was loyal to His followers even despite their failures to Him. And that can uh, be seen easily with Peter when he denied Jesus Christ. Jesus didn't give up on Him. He didn't. In fact, He went and found Him when He was resurrected. And he told him after Peter had recognized who he was, he said, go and feed my sheep. He sent him that call again to go out. Jesus will never break a promise with you. Those promises, like I said this morning when we were given, God said that he would bless us back tremendously if we'll support his work. God said he'd never leave you nor forsake you. He will stick closer than a brother even when you fail him. God will forever be loyal to you and in your family and your life. 
If only you will let him fulfill his mission within your life. Now, let's look at why we need loyalty. There's some areas that we need loyalty in. Sure, this is not an uh, exhaustive list. This doesn't cover everything, but we'll just touch on a few. Loyalty to the church. I know we just mentioned a few things, but we'll, we'll visit this again. Means of Christians have their names on church rolls, but few have the church as the center of their life. There used to be a time when the church was part of the American family. That church was what happened on Sunday morning. This nation would shut down on Sunday morning. Our states in the South, we have blue laws. You couldn't even go to the store and get anything. Church was uh, going on. There were no stores open. You couldn't go to Walmart till after 12 o'clock. I remember the one that's in my mind, I can't remember why, my dad wanted some medicine or something, and I remember he was so aggravated, we were sitting in front of the drugstore, I was a little bitty fella, and it's just imprinted in my mind, and he was uh, waiting on the druggist to open, and it was a big drugstore, but they would not open and give anything to the public until after 12. And those laws are gone now. Now the church is no longer the center of American life, and we're paying the price for that now. We give our loyalty to the world. We give it to our workplace. We give it to our family. We give it to all these things around the sports, you name it. We give our loyalty. And it seems like in this day and age that we live in that the church is, is picking up the breadcrumbs, if you will. That needs to change. That's not, that's, that statement is not to demean anybody. It's just a reminder that us, everybody, if we're going to see this nation come back to its former glories and see things happen with God in this nation, the church has to become the center of American life again. It has to be. Uh, I'll even put the blame at some of the uh, footsteps of, the, of certain churches. There's some churches I personally like and listen to a lot, but they're telling people that, hey, you can get you know, all you need out of the TV. I get that if you're homebound. I get that if there's not a church within a reasonable driving distance. But if there's a church preaching the truth, I didn't say they're perfect. I just said they're preaching the truth and they're trying in your community. You should be a part of it. And I know that doesn't apply to us sitting here this morning. You're here this morning with those maybe listening. If there is a church close to you somewhere, that is trying to preach the truth and do the best they know how to serve in the kingdom of God, you need to be part of that church. You don't need to be sitting at home. Some of the best ministers you know will tell you, set your DVR, get up and go to church. We have to be part of it. The world has convinced many people that the church is the wrong place to be in our day and age. They'll tell you, you don't need to be down there with a bunch of hypocrites. All that is is a thrust of evil trying to shut the church down. I believe his Virginia governor, Democratic governor, said over there just a few weeks ago, you can pray to God at home just as well as you can in the church. That was his feelings about the church. Meaning it's okay to keep bars and strip clubs and we can have our conventions and we can do what we want to do, but bless God, you can't have that church open. Now, Walmart can be open. They're limited to 500 people now. We won't allow no more 500. But they can be open. But you can't be open in the church. Friends, we're going to have to start standing up against this evil that's come into our world. 
Because these worldly organizations are never going to help you in the end. They have the answer staring in the face in this the church. But they're looking around it. They don't want to come to the conclusion. The reality is the church will change their life. The church will be a blessing to their family. The church is sorely needed in our, in our nation once again. And many times that answer is right before people and they refuse to see it. I remember when I was in France, I went there to uh, the museum, the Loire Museum, and speaking of things when they're right in front of you and you don't realize they're there. I don't know if you know this, but the Loire Museum is an extensive museum. I've never seen anything like it. It's several stories deep and it goes up and they've got antiquities from all over the world. If you're ever in France, go there. It would take you, you better plan about two or three days. You can't see it all in one day. There's no way. I think one of the most amazing things, and there's the Leonardo da Vinci room. It is absolutely mind-blowing. Great place to go. But they they founded this museum on the fact they were looking for a town in France that had disappeared from history. They didn't know where it was. It was why the museum was started many years ago back in the 1800s. It had disappeared basically from the face of the earth. And for years and years and years they looked and this museum began to grow out of the purpose it was intended. And about the time that I was there, somewhere around, it had to be around 1989, they found the town they had been looking for. You know where it was? It was directly under the museum they had built to discover this town. The whole time the answer was right below them. And in this world that we live in today, the answer that many people are looking for is staring them right in the face is Jesus Christ. And He's called us to be a church and all the answers you need in your life are staring you right in your face. I love this. It's an old uh, sermon illustration. It's been around for many years. Many years ago, there was a preacher that he'd been missing a man in his church. He hadn't attended for several months. So they decided after Sunday night service to go and visit him. And he traveled to his house on a very cold winter night. He knocked on the door and the man opened the door. He, he knew what the preacher was there for, to remind him to come to church. And he opened the door and the preacher came in and sat down with him beside a fire. Never said a word. He just sat there. And finally, after a while, the preacher took a pair of tongs and went to the fire and pulled a hot ember out and set it on the, I believe it's called the hearth there. He set that down and he set the tongs back and set back down. And slowly, the ember just began to fade until finally it was nothing. And the preacher never said a word. And he got up and headed to the door. And the church man, he said, I get what you're saying, preacher. That if I don't go to church, that I'll, my fire will just fade away. There'll be nothing left. I'll see you Sunday. I thought that was a wonderful illustration. We need the church in our life. Thank you for listening to Power of the Cross Radio. We do not sell any advertising on this station. So, we need your help to keep bringing the message of the cross to the world. Go right now to www.cross.radio and click on how you can help. There you can donate by secure means with debit card, credit card or PayPal. Remember, even the small amounts add up. We thank you in advance for your support and prayers.
God bless. The need for loyalty in our home. There used to be a time when the mere thought of home would cause men and women to walk upright. They would remember the days gone by. A home was, it was part of our life. Remember those good upstanding things about home and ways you were raised right. It just even thinking about home would cause you to walk upright. But most of that has collapsed to political correctness. In many homes, the children no longer recognize the parents as authority. In fact, many homes, the children are in charge. And many parents no longer take a biblical approach to the parenting role. If you want to know what the parenting role is, you don't have to listen to me for 30 minutes in a sermon. All you have to do is pick up that Bible and start reading these epistles by Paul, and he lays out quite well what the roles are in the home. Your instruction for the home is in the Bible. It will tell you exactly what to do. Mothers, if you want to know what your role is as a mother, pick up Proverbs 31 and start reading it. It will tell you exactly the role as a mother. Father, the Bible is replete with information of how you to be a father, stepfather, however your family is men together. There is instruction in that Word of God that tells you exactly how to be loyal to your home. But we have people in our day and age that are letting seven years old decide what gender they are. Seven years old and they're allowing them to decide if they are male or female or fluid gender. Why does the devil constantly strike at the family? Why do I stand up here and preach about families constantly? The church is only as strong as the family is. If we're to have revival... The revival will start in your home. If your home is not based upon a biblical foundation, the church will not be based upon a biblical foundation. You'll have anything in the world happening in the church. If you allow anything in your home, you'll allow anything in the church. There has to be a certain standard set forth in your house. And the devil always attacks that because he knows if he can attack the home and tear at the man and wife, that foundation that God designed when he said the the man and woman should come together. And he, he said this is the reason that a man would leave his mother and father for the man and woman to come together that love each other and be fruitful and multiply and, and bear children that are raised in a biblical home. And that is what built this nation. That is what built the church. And I can't, I can't change the past, nor can you. But what we can do going forward is that type of home will destroy the works of darkness. That type of home is a threat to the devil's kingdom. That type of home, the devil does not want to see happening. I know that we have a different makeup in our day and age. Again, you can't correct things in the past. We're dealing with divorces. We're dealing with step-parenting situations. You have to, from wherever you are that day, you have to say, going forward on this day, we will do our best to follow what the Bible has to say. Let the Holy Spirit lead you in your home. And that will make the church strong, my friends, when you're loyal in the home. Loyal to the little things. Love this. If you're not loyal to the little things, you can't be loyal to the bigger things in the kingdom of God. In your life as a Christian, you are built in small increments. 
When you're saved the first day, Brother Randy, when you got saved at that old church, where'd you get saved at? Sparta? Hud's chaplain. You didn't fly out there the first day a super Christian. And I'm speaking to myself either. We're still not a super Christian. God grows you in little increments day by day, week by week, month by month, year by year until he finally gives you a reward in heaven. That's how your walk with God happens. But if a man can't be faithful in the small things, how can God trust you in the bigger things? The easiest example is tithing. If you can't tithe when you're making $200 a week, you're certainly not going to tithe when you're making 2000 a week. Don't tell me I'm wrong because I know what I'm talking about. I've had to learn this lesson in my life that I didn't. Well, I don't. That's a lot of money, man. I got bills to pay this week. And hey, man, I got to come first until I finally figured out, you know what? If I'll trust God with my finances and the few things, he'll take care of me of the bigger things. And I know that I have my family that can witness with me since we learned that, hey, what belongs to God, we give to God first. We lack in nothing. Not a single thing. Loyal to our convictions. We must stay true no matter what the cost. I don't know what 2021 is going to hold for the church ahead. I'm sure our faith is going to be tested uh, Nancy Pelosi come out this past week and said they will no longer use the terms mother, father, uh, man or woman in the Congress. Go read it. It's it's like they're on dope. I, I, I'm sorry, but it's what it's, it sounds like they're on drugs, which she probably is. But they will no longer use pronouns in our in our Congress halls of Congress. You know what? I don't mind you calling me a him or a he because that's what I am. <laughs> I am what God made me. And but we're we're gonna have our convictions tested like never before. And I'm not scared to tell you that either you're a male or female. Uh we've got two bathrooms back here, and one of them has a male symbol on it, I think, and one of them has a female. And unless it's an emergency, <laughs> I'll throw that in there, unless it's an emergency. I catch a man in that woman's bathroom. I'm going to drag him out by the head of his hair and out the front door. Moving on. I told Matthew, they don't underestimate the old man. I can still move pretty good now. Evil people are going to try to sway you this year. And you're just going to have to stand flat-footed and say, I love you, but you're not going to move me in my convictions. I'm proud of some of y'all. Y'all don't know who I am, but I'm proud. I know we got business people in here. And you've never let the world sway you in your convictions. Business is store. You don't have to give in to the world to be prosperous. Revelation chapter 2 verses 10 through 11. Fear none of these things which thou shalt suffer. Behold, the devil shall cast some of you into prison that you may be tried. You shall have tribulation ten days. Be thou faithful unto death and I will give thee a crown of life. He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. He that overcometh shall not be hurt of the second death. So as you're loyal, you're rewarded. And this is a basic concept that applies even in normal life. Is you're loyal to something, if all things are normal, you're rewarded for it. Now, the first reward is more of Christ. I don't know that we... if. I don't think most of us truly understand what is available as we grow closer to Christ and the peace it brings in our life, the understanding it brings. 
You know, if you're loyal to someone in life, if you're loyal to, let's say, a friend or a neighbor or uh, an employer uh, or just a good friend, you're constantly learning more about them. If I stayed over at your house 24-7 or if you were my neighbor and we barbecued together and we talked constantly, you're going to just naturally know more things about me. You would see who I am and I would see who you are. And if you're loyal to Christ, He's going to reveal more about Him to you. Those times of prayer and fasting when you draw close and you shut the world off and you draw, uh, draw closer to Christ, He's going to show you the deeper things of God. We haven't tapped into all there is. It's not just John 3.16 and that's all God had to say to us. If you want to draw into a closer relationship with God, it's available for you. If you don't experience these things during prayer, I promise you in prayer, if you shut the world off and begin to talk with God and have that time with Him, you will sense His literal presence in the room with you. You can have a relationship and draw closer as you are loyal to God. People who are not loyal, they will know very little about Jesus other than maybe some meme they've seen on Facebook and that's about all they'll know. Don't tell me you can draw close to Jesus when you're drunk. Don't tell me you can draw close to Jesus when you're whacked out on dope. Can't draw close to Christ when you're in the world. Draw closer to Him. You can know more about Him. More to do. Now this I've lived out my life in the past 13 years, and I know it to be true. When, you know, when you're loyal to a business, let's say you work, let's say you work at Heatcraft, and you're loyal to that company, and they recognize it, they'll promote you. It's a concept that's been around since the beginning of time. As you're loyal to things, you'll be promoted. It's no different with God's kingdom. If God sees you loyal and He sees you with the small things, He begins to promote you and put more in your life. Matthew, and I, here's a scripture for this: Matthew 25 and 23. Well done, good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of the Lord. And we, we're we in this instant thing. We want things now. We're going to talk about that tonight. Patience. We want it now. You know, our idea of patience now means, uh, okay, I'm waiting, but hurry up. That's me. I, I'm patient, God, but hurry up. Patience, you know the word, and I'll get into this tonight. I'll give you a little bit for tonight. Patience truly means that the literal translation is you're willing to wait and suffer. That's what it means. But if you can't be trusted with small things, God's not going to open up the big doors. But here's the good news. If God can trust you with the small things, you can get ready. God's going to fling the big doors open. God's going to open up doors you never imagined. This past year, despite it being a pandemic, and especially as we draw here closer in December, I have seen things happen that are absolutely mind-blowing. For me, in the middle of a pandemic, God has continually opened doors. He's restored my health. He's restored my finances. He's restored finances here at this church. He's moved people I didn't need my life out. Amen. He got, he got a bunch of things out that I didn't need. And he's continuing to work. Why? 
the small things over the years, he could trust me with those. And it works with you too. It don't work just with Brother Wilson. It works with you. It works with you, Jamie. It works with you, Matthew. It works with you, Sister Harley. It works with you, Denise. It works with everybody. That if God trusts you with the small things, He'll open up bigger doors you never imagined. Be loyal to Him. Closing with this. This statue here. Many places around our nation, many variants of it that are on college campuses, Washington, D.C., a lot of places you'll see this statue. If you look closely, I don't know if you can see it, but this young man, is his hands are bound by rope and his feet are bound by ropes. His hands are like tied to the side and his feet are bound by rope also. If you ask the average person, they probably don't know the story of this 21-year-old man that is very famous in our American history. While they're busy toppling these statues down, they don't take time to read what they stand for. Who this man is, he, he was one of the first, this 21-year-old man was the first person to actually serve in American military intelligence. He was a spy. And when his cover was blown, he was arrested and charged with treasonous acts against Britain. The night before his hanging, he requested a Bible in the presence of a clergyman and he was denied both. When they strung him up by his neck to hang him, he uttered these famous words. I regret that I have but one life to give for my country. At the end of our journey on this earth, it will all come to us one day. Will we be able to utter those words about Jesus Christ? My only regret is that I have but one life to serve for Jesus Christ. Don't let that be said of us. That we were disloyal to Christ. Let the mark of your life be loyal to God in the kingdom of God. Would y'all stand with me? This brings us to the end of the message. We hope that it has been a blessing to you and that you would consider helping support Power of the Cross Radio with an offering. Go right now to www.cross.radio and click on the donate button. If you have prayer requests or comments, fill out the contact form on our website or email us at info at God bless and have a great day.